0: Avery, Anna, uh, it's great. Thanks for coming in on a Saturday. I know that this was supposed to be your day off. And Avery, um, I know that recently we gave you the uh, double Bill Gates special Antifa Super Soldier Serum. Yeah. How, how, you how
1: you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling translucent.
0: Oh, um, Avery, uh, you're sticky. you're more gelatinous than usual. You're melting. Yeah. You smell like limes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it is
2: it, I I it didn't is notice pleasant. The smell of
0: limes but I thought I was having a stroke. Um like usual. No, uh, it's me.
1: I'm lemon lime jello. Uh, a vaccine told me it's a lemon lime jello.
0: Oh, no. oh no. Uh you know what that that's what we get for for giving you the vaccine while also oh, no. dosing you a 5G. I don't God, know. I'm damn I'm it. I'm
1: sliding towards the storm drain. Somebody grab me. No, I'm uh, gonna, got, I got it. Like, hold on, I got it.
2: Anna, Anna, get the wet drive back. To... Get
0: the wet drive back, Anna.
2: Get in this bucket. Get in this bucket. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Uh, Well, you know, Avery, we'll, we'll keep you here for as long as we can, but we know that you might have to go to the recoagulating pods.
1: Yeah. I gotta get my skin back.
0: Uh, <laughs> And your
2: bones. Yeah. You're uh, basically just musculature at this point. Yes, I'm
1: lemon-lime muscular.
0: Well... Yeah. Now Avery is a hundred percent muscle mass. Um, I you did it. You you you, you have you you've completed the ultimate gains. the secret is Atkins. <laughs> okay, let's just start the podcast. Um, Anna, do you want to run intro or I can? Uh, Uh, I'm running intro
1: as (laughs) a slime.
0: Alright, Avery, if you want to do the intro, go for it, baby.
1: I'm, hi, welcome to Conditional Materials. I'm your slime, Avery.
2: I'm, uh, I am Anna, your slime rancher.
0: Yeah, ranch be good. Sorry. Your beholder.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Uh,
0: Ranch be good. For I behold all of this... And deem what is worthy to be in the pod.
2: Yeah, um, so, so, in case you couldn't tell, Avery is a little under the weather this week.
1: Um, hey, we're all under the weather all the time, aren't we?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so, this week we've got.
0: That was a, that uh, was a
2: joke. It,
0: it was, and I'll put in laughter after it's done, Avery. Trust Thank me. you. Thank this you.
2: This week we've got a star studded affair. Uh, we've got some fun stuff and Twitter shit, and then afterwards uh uh john and i are gonna be uh, uh we're gonna let avery go back into the coagulation pod and and john and i are gonna be talking about some, some cool stuff uh, i some got some dumb, my, stuff. I dumb my nerdy Skin shit. And bones
3: back they yeah they were taken. what if i what if i had a a hard right turn in the middle of this podcast and i was just like this my skin and bones were taken by the Jews. And I was just like
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Well, Avery yeah, Avery I just made a really
3: hard turn.
0: This is a really hard turn. Also, um, over in the corner i, I can see George Soros picking at your skin and bones. So also not necessarily <laughs> false.
2: Wait, so Mr. Soros is back? Oh my god. Yeah, I yeah, I see, yeah. I haven't seen I him mean, since Joe got elected.
0: Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Like don't worry about it he 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 was at he was he was at uh shell Adelson's funeral for a couple of weeks (laughs) he skulks in the corner a couple of weeks i he had a lot of things to talk about with the cia (sighs) yeah
3: it was it was a layaway funeral
2: okay all right let's let's move to twitter (laughs) shit okay
0: (laughs) yeah let's let's just Let's Twitter shit it up. Uh, hold space for that song that I put in on every single episode. <laughs> All
2: right. Twitter shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All
2: right. Um, I didn't get to talk about this last week, but I wanted to touch on it uh, just because I, I think it's interesting. Uh, Army Hammer. Um, <laughs> Army Hammer um, is losing – his entire livelihood he's lost his all of his contracts he is now uh uh uh, uh i think his agency dropped him um because he um well it, it, it's i only it, it's the not funny part is that he has uh, uh assaulted a bunch of wom- women allegedly um but the the very funny part is uh the shit that he was telling them which is that he wanted to uh eat them and that he was a cannibal um uh, army hammer is of course known for uh his role in the disney Lone ranger adaptation <laughs> oh my god
0: a, fa- a famous adaptation that everybody remembers very fondly and yes. nobody has memory hold at all. Yeah,
2: no, nobody had had completely blocked that part of their brain out uh, because uh, it shows uh, Johnny Depp as, an, as a as a Native American stereotype. Oh my god! Uh, I I had more to talk about last week, but because of but because we kind of blew through Twitter shit last week, I was just, I just didn't do it anyway. Um, uh, gosh, there's so much dumb hey, shit Anna? to talk about this week. Uh, yeah,
0: I I, I hear. I just, I want to do this because um, I think this joke is one of my, one of my better ones. Mm -hmm. We're keeping the Space Force?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this. I definitely want to talk about this. Um, uh, So yeah, Biden has officially stated that Space Force is staying. It is going to become a part of the U.S. military. Um, It will have resources allocated to it.
0: Yeah, I, I said it's because um, Biden heard from his staff that redditors were trying to go to the moon, and he was like, "Well, I I don't know what that is, but I'm really afraid."
2: Yeah, uh, 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 Biden is terrified of of moon redditors, and uh, they got those
0: diamond hands.
2: They got diamond hands. What do you guys
3: think moon cops would be called?
2: <laughs> uh, the space marines. the The reason I I I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this is because there's this kind of weird contention going around that like this is a trump thing um much like a lot of things that were blamed on trump uh uh like don't get me wrong i i still think donald trump is like if not the one of the worst presidents we've had in a long time um just yeah, because but of he's, his he's, his a, awful flesh he, he's, but, he's but, a flesh but, puppet he's he's a flesh puppet. he 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 was working for some much more uh yeah much he had interest he had special interest groups Um, writing policy for him, essentially. Um, Like, if,
0: like, like, the thing is that if Obama in, like, year three of his first term was, like, we're, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be cops in space, uh, you know, like, 5,000 libs would have just, like, gotten hard dicks and just saluted Obama.
2: Well, this is the thing. The Space Force has been a thing since the 80s. Um... Uh, it was a, probably
0: like what an offshoot of Reagan's Star Wars program or whatever
2: it was a, it was a, it was a subsection of the air force that's all it was and then uh it, it had bipartisan support since the 80s uh like like just people you know independents democrats and republicans within the senate of just like like this is you know we should make this its own branch of the military because the air force is not you you know it's 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 too specialized to be part of the air force
0: um well everybody's like the air force sucks and the air force is like uh you're right yeah
2: yeah uh so space force is it just happened that uh the space force uh, uh turning into its own military thing uh, just It just happened to co- co- to coincide with Trump's presidency. Hey, do um, y'all
0: remember that they got Steve Carell to basically just be in a Netflix propaganda show about Space What Force? is
2: up with Steve Carell lately? Uh, I don't know. With that fucking Verizon shit where he was Santa Claus? That ad was playing like every two minutes on every TV uh, in America. He must have for, gotten
0: like, a really bad deal from um, The Office.
2: He must have gotten, like, well, because his last, like, four movie roles have been super serious, and I'm guessing they didn't make any money, and so he's just, he's got to pay the fucking bills. All right, and um, so he's like,
0: all right, I'll do a weird workplace comedy about, I watched it all, because I watch it. No, everything.
2: no, 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 not talking about The Office, I'm talking about Post Office.
0: Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about The Office, I'm talking about that Space Force TV show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that oh, bullet you... so nobody else would have to.
2: You watched oh, its it? How is it?
0: Uh it's bad and dumb it's a weird workplace comedy thing. Um right. it's also like incredibly <laughs> like anti-china. Um I mean yeah, not not surprising, bad, right? not not really. Yeah. But it's like is one it, like, of those literal propa-
3: uh, propaganda
0: No because like it's it's liberals talking about the Trump Space Force. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like um ha 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 this is so funny. Like but but also kind of just like Oh well, you know it's a waste of time and effort and resources, and everybody's like, "Yeah, but we got to do it." I don't know. Like, like well, it, it's my my, sorry, my, like, my biggest this, like, my biggest
2: thing is it's not a waste of time or resources if uh, you know. I mean, with with technology getting the way it is, and we're like, yeah, we, we got to stop
0: Elon Musk before he he becomes landing. Space I mean,
2: I mean, we're fucking landing. You know, satellites on asteroids. You know. That hey, remember that? Remember that? That was like the biggest news, like like maybe four years ago. Uh, uh, Anna, and then... you remember
0: this because you want to be a space trucker.
2: Well, I, I've talked about this. Yes, they found a fucking a meteor made well it's an asteroid they found an asteroid made out of solid fucking gold and it's enough gold to like make everyone on planet earth a, a, a trillionaire and and i know i know of course if everyone's a trillionaire no one's a trillionaire whatever yeah but, but no no that wasn't what the i was point, thinking i was just but the, I was well just no no, no hold the point, be, the point being the point being with space mining with space with with space with space gold comes space mining with space mining, space mining comes space trade routes with space trade routes come space truckers but the whole point is, like, if there's resources in space, we're going to be fighting over resources in space. Yeah, We need – you know, you know, whether or not we want it, a military is kind of necessary for shit like that. Uh, um, uh, especially the way we conduct business. Like, there's no way in hell the United States isn't going to have some kind of space military to, to steal all the space oil from space brown people.
0: Do you guys like, – Fortunately, guys... there can't be almost any oil in space due to the way oil is made, but okay, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Do you guys think that um, Elon Musk is ever going to
0: release a cologne? Um, no, it's going to be a unisex body spray co-branded with grimes, so it's going to be a grimy musk.
2: Oh, that was a good joke. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Anna. <laughs> no, no, it was funny. I was just like, just I, I couldn't. <sighs> Myanmar had a military coup, like, a, a real, like, legitimate military one worked. coup. One that works. One that, like, no, like, like, no, 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 no. What we had was not a coup. It was not a, it was a, it was an insurrection. It, it uh, this is kind of why I'm, like, seeing a real, actual military coup happen, uh, behind a woman, behind a woman conducting her aerobics class, watching a real a uh, 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 military coup happen kind of puts into perspective what January 6th was, which was fucking nothing. It was just a bunch of angry white people uh, running into a, 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 a less than average guarded building. I told um, you
0: house party out of control.
2: That's all it was, yeah. Um, More like a senate you, party. You look at like an actual coup. Because it, it's, at set at of a, it's mm-hmm. instead of a house.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also yeah. a
3: house, but
2: you look at the actual coup and it's it's starkly different um no yeah, the, the, yes. these
0: were these were people in you know armored personnel carriers and tanks just like showing up being like yeah we don't we don't want the we, government anymore we don't we don't, don't want we're wanna, we're we don't it want this
2: we don't want this elected civilian leader we're just going to uh well part like
0: okay and again i don't have a ton of knowledge about this but part of it is that like this was part of a military regime that existed before their democratic elections, and they kind of were just like, Yeah, you know, we said we were gonna give up a lot of power, but, um, yeah, we're bored, we, we kind of just want to, yeah, we want to do it our way,
2: um, yeah, uh, uh. Yeah, uh, look, I'm going to be honest here, Twitter shit's kind of slow this week, there isn't a lot to talk about, except oh, wait. for one thing that I w- really wanted to talk about, John, do you have one before I get into my final story?
0: Um, God, uh, th- there's a couple, um, one, uh, some local news, we're not oh, yeah. doing spy planes anymore. Yeah, baby. Uh, two, Vol- everybody's kind of just, like, waffling on Marjorie Taylor Greene.
2: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh. To elaborate on what John just said, uh, the Baltimore City Council has decided to stop fu- uh, to stop funding uh, uh, spy planes because they were funding fucking spy planes. To, they do, only like uh, from,
0: from what I understand, it only like mm, it and from, like it was... w- once is more once is more times than it should have happened. But I don't think it happened a ton yeah. um, because this was like relatively new. Yeah. They were, mostly, they were mostly
2: they're mostly for like traffic enforcement but apparently uh they got some uh some uh evidence that normally wouldn't be admissible in court because of this um yeah they're they're
0: is, like they're yeah. they they said they're destroying everything but fifteen percent of the data and that's going into ongoing investigations yeah uh hopefully most of that data is inadmissible in courts.
2: Yeah, it's either inadmissible or in court or it's, like...
0: It'll or, be contested because it's, like, a really <laughs> yeah. fucking creepy way of gathering information.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, uh... Uh, what was I... Uh, uh, and what was the other thing you said?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is just uh, out here getting stripped of her, her yeah. titles, but Republicans are, like, basically just like jerking off over how brave she is.
2: Um yeah. Uh what's interesting is um that this kind of uh this is uh 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 both a good thing and a bad thing. Marjorie Taylor Green is a dangerous, dangerous person uh who holds a lot of power uh and she's also uh fully insane and believes uh, uh believes QAnon. Um if this didn't happen I think what it, I think that essentially what would happen is a bunch of liberals would have just kind of complained about her for four years until eventually she would just run for fucking president and
0: win. I don't um, know. This makes her. I feel like this makes her a martyr.
2: Well, it does make her a martyr, and it's but what's what's bad about this is the fact that um, uh, that it was done by uh, 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 it was done by Congress. Like it wasn't done. It, like it, it it wasn't like a recount it wasn't the yeah, people who voted th- this for is like it, her district also... had no say in this she had a 74 percent vote yeah like... she like
0: if anything she has the mandate of the people um which is bad like like this is one of those times where it's like oh there is something seriously wrong with this congressional like seat if this is the yeah. person that they're electing, but the other thing that is going on is that like one, she's gonna become a mar- martyr to the Q people because they're like, yeah. oh, we got power and they stripped it from us. Um, yeah, so, um, like oh, now we now we know how how every uh, communist what's, feels.
2: What's interesting is um, other Q grifters, like the the people who kind of made their uh, uh, made their bank on just Q and on shit, um, are jumping ship. Uh, like, and the people that aren't jumping ship are, uh, like the fucking my pillow guy, uh, like even Ron and Jim Watkins, the guys who like own Eight Coon and are yeah. definitely authors of at least a couple of the of the of the Q drops. Um, uh, um, even they're like giving up and just moving on, or at least trying to. Uh, I I I'll say Ron Watkins probably is a, is more likely to just uh 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 come back and and when when something else happens, uh just because
0: he's that kind of fucking dumb shit asshole. Um Yeah. He'll he'll find another country of like that poor extradition charge like poor extradition ability and set up a weird like
2: Well no no I'm saying he'll jump back on the Q wagon.
0: For sure. For sure, for
2: sure, for sure. Before the end of the year he will be back on the Q wagon Pushing Q shit because he's that much of a dumb shit. Uh, but like Marjorie Taylor Greene is the only person. Uh, like even Flynn, like even Michael Flynn is like hasn't really been doing much in in the way of like talking about or up in Q shit for. A it's while. a tough time
0: for. It's like it's a tough time for Q people, but I feel like I feel like this is a calm before a storm, not the storm. But I feel like I'll, this is this, say, the storm I'll that's say,
2: coming one of two things is happening uh with q people either um what i what what uh uh what i had said maybe 2 years ago when qanon started really becoming like a thing uh which is that once trump is out of office they're going to kind of peter off and and you'll have a couple leftovers who are just just become kind of uh uh, uh pariahs and just kind of you know eventually lose steam and either die believing it or, uh, um, just lose all focus and just become kind of insane hermits. Um, uh, uh, but now I'm kind of thinking like, you know, that might happen. That might still happen. Uh, that's kind of looking like where it's going, but at the same time, if, you know, Marjorie Taylor green keeps her power, it's going to be, uh, 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 I think this is going to become kind of a thing where she becomes the new, the new god emperor she becomes the I, new like like q essentially and so
0: um yeah i i do i think maybe the other thing that's happening right now is that it's it's starting to fold into normal republicans i, I think uh, that's the big problem is that like not not the entirety of the q stuff but some of the like more innocuous, but still innocuous seeming, but very dangerous things are going to start folding into just normal Republican rhetoric.
2: Well, that's that's where Q started. It was. Just I mean, that's where dangerous... Q started, but I
0: think it's like starting well, to like reincorporate and just pull everything even more towards like a very what, what we're nihilistic... seeing. What
2: we're seeing. What we're seeing right now is kind of. Like the kind of natural conclusion of the Republican Party, which is the fact that they've splintered off and turned into like, half of them are like, just people who want trickle-down Reaganomics to fucking work, and the other (laughs) half are people who believe... Uh, And the other half are people who believe that the Jews control the fucking moon lasers. Like, that's <laughs> that's what Republicans Man. have been. That's what Republicans have been, and, and that's where they're
0: going to keep going. Hey, uh, Anna, uh, I, speaking yeah. of moon lasers, I did remember one last thing, and I don't know if it's the thing you want to talk about, but it's, like, the number one thing that's, that's burning in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nevada wants to just make yes. co- corporations countries. Uh, sovereign yeah. citizens yeah yeah
2: I, yeah i saw that uh, i forgot about that and i did want to bring that up um um yay cyberpunk's real like
0: <laughs> uh, just to be to be very clear this hasn't like this is just being floated by like the government it has not gone to any and it like it hasn't gone any further than just like proposal stage yeah. so if yeah. for it's some not reason right now if if you live in Nevada or you're able to like vote in Nevada tell your representatives on the state uh, on like the state and local level to tell this thing to fuck off i know that's yeah. probably not anybody who's actually listening to this but i just wanted to say well
2: that. it's yeah i mean you're looking at like what happened with prop 22 um this is the next step they stop paying you then they start becoming their own countries and then you become a state they're they're like, they're like trying
0: to bring back company towns
3: it's exactly what it is. are trying to bring back it's... company towns script having fucking healthcare be associated with your job isn't enough uh you know what i was uh i'm in the process of buying a house and uh we were talking with someone who was doing uh insurance and they were talking mm-hmm. about life insurance and uh i was just like yeah i have life insurance through my job and then she was like well you should consider getting life insurance policy outside of your job because then if you lose your job then what and i held my tongue so fucking hard and being like Mm -hmm. yeah what about fucking health care you fucking dumbass
0: well the other thing is that uh the other reason why you might not want to get your uh life insurance through your your job is that depending on what your job feels like doing they can keep that money instead of giving it to your spouse or loved ones yeah i wouldn't be
3: surprised but um uh, yeah there there's but, a lot yeah. of
0: weird things that that companies can do with like life insurance policies which is again it's 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 horrible and complicated um yeah also sometimes they use those uh policies to um Prevents you from suing the company in the case of an un uh, an unlikely death or wrongful death suits, uh, because yep. they can control uh, life insurance policies. Just they, just uh, a thing to think about. I I know that it probably has no bearing on your life, but yeah, maybe I, one of it's our interesting. listeners' lives. It's interesting. Um, I never thought a
2: a, a, a podcast called Conditional Materials would be anti uh, anti. Uh, corporation, corporation. Yeah, it's that's weird. weird i know, <laughs> uh, you know it, just, it just happens it's
0: just uh,
2: strange things right <laughs> never would have thought um so the last thing i want to talk about is a little bit lighter, kind of brighten the mood so we can get into this to the second second part of the show um so donald Donald trump um friend of the pod a friend personal friend yeah um donald friend. Donald trump um Heard that the Screen Actors Guild was going to uh, uh, um, absolve his uh, uh, absolve his uh, union contract. Um, he's been in some he's been in some some TV
0: and some movies and stuff.
2: Um, have y'all read this letter that he wrote? to I them? I
0: haven't. I like I, I saw that you said that you needed to talk about it. But I don't think you actually posted the letter, so I, I'm blind on this. I didn't post
2: it specifically because I wanted you both to have a blind reaction to this because it is fucking incredible um once again uh Donny keeps winning uh uh he's even 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 when losing and crying as he's uh, uh escorted out of the white house um he's got some some winners um so so let's start with uh, the office of Donald J. Trump. At the top, there is a stamp. Um, that stamp, uh, uh, the seal, is very, very similar to the presidential seal of the United States. Um, it is not, uh, uh, but a lot of people were saying this is a little suspect because um, we're, we're we're already
0: gearing up for president in absentia. It, it,
2: it basically, basically, like uh, people are like, this is suspect because. You're not president anymore. Why the fuck are you doing this? Here, I'm gonna uh post this in into the the chat so y'all can see this. Um,
0: February fourth. Wow twenty twenty one presidential.
2: So, well hold on. Um Miss Miss Carteris, who I believe is just the president of the union, um I write to you today regarding the so called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? (laughs)
0: <laughs> exclamation point beautiful
2: <laughs> well i'm not familiar with your work i'm very proud of my work on movies such as home alone 2 zoolander and wall street many never sleeps and television shows including the fresh prince of bel-air saturday night live and of course one of the most successful shows in television history
0: the apprentice to name a few <laughs> I, also exclamation point at the end of to name a few
2: uh, a few. I've also greatly helped the cable news television business, said to be a dying platform with not much time left until I got involved in politics and created thousands of jobs at networks such as MSDNC and Fake News CNN, among many others.
0: I like MSDNC because that yeah. sounds like the yeah. Mid Atlantic, de- like Democratic National Committee. You, I, yeah, again, it's- very super super niche Baltimore joke, but like. Yes. You know, you, you're just listening to a bunch of radio announcers talk about uh, <laughs> freshman uh, Democrats in Congress. Just being so like, oh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's out there scratching his crotch just waiting for that next uh, pop fly to come to him.
2: Um, which brings me to your blatant attempt at free media attention to distract from your dismal record as a
0: union. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go the lar- the,
2: the, the, like The, like, one of the go largest... Off unions in the country like uh, uh the screen actor the screen actors guild is one of the largest uh, most recognized celebrated unions in the country um it's not just because it's not just you know famous people you see on tv it's anyone who has ever been in a commercial uh anyone who's ever been in uh, uh like a radio ad like like the screen actors guild does a lot of shit um anyway who knows
0: one day we could be proud members of the screen actors guild
2: y- yeah uh I- i'm actually looking to you can bleep this out uh is in the screen actors guild oh cool. Um,
3: yeah uh, uh anyway um hey uh, don't bleep that out
2: Do- doc someone that we know for no reason no no <laughs> Your organization has done little for its members and nothing for me besides collecting Double dues and, and promoting dangerous un-American policies and ideas. As like being a L.A. union. As evident by your massive unemployment rates and lawsuits from celebrated actors who, has, who even recorded a video asking, Why isn't the union fighting for me? These, wow. however, are policy failures. I, 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 I researched this. Unless I'm fully stupid... I could not find any example of this. Um, uh, Anyway, these, however, Uh, are policy failures. Your disciplinary failures are even more uh, uh, egregious. Egregious, sorry. I I read that as uh, gregarious. Uh, Your disciplinary failures are even more uh, egregious. I no longer wish to be associated with your union. As such, this letter is to inform you of my immediate resignation from SAG-AFTRA. You have done nothing for me regards and here's the most important part president donald j trump this was written on the 4th of february not former president but president donald
0: j trump this is th- th- this is uh, a lot of uh, you can't fire me i quit <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: exactly like that's all this is but i love how fucking blatant like blatantly disrespectful he is like just who cares <laughs> The most successful, one of the most successful shows in television history, you know, The Apprentice, that show that was so successful and amazing that
0: uh I, that everyone in America completely forgot it existed because I was president for four years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I, I I love how he's like, uh, y- your union, oh, God, I like, I'm having a hard time putting this to words, but like, basically, it's like. Your dangerous union with dangerous ideas, like having a union,
2: like have a good union. Like what being is my union, union doing? What isn't? The, why isn't the union fighting for me? Uh, lawsuits from celebrated actors. Again, I hold on. I'll try again and look look for SAG lawsuits.
0: I, I don't know if this is like. I I think he might just be talking about the abstract. Um.
2: Okay. Well. Okay. So there's there's their their health plan thing, which is bad,
0: but their health plan thing is bad, yes uh,
2: and Ed asner was is is leading that um, but like that's about it.
0: I mean uh, I think this is I, I think this is just like Donald Trump making up weird bullshit to to kind of just like shit on a union that he doesn't like, like yeah. all other unions
2: like ever like any union I will say that their 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 health plan thing is important and bad. Uh, because they said like they basically disguised uh restructuring for COVID reasons as like what they're actually doing is they're like skyrocketing premiums and 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 all this shit, which is yeah. bad. It's bad, but like you're you're making it sound like uh this there's decades of this shit. Like this is
0: no as this far is, as I can tell. This is like inst like th- this is more like oh there's a lot of like top end institutional rot because like. No union yeah. is actually, like, brave enough to fight, like, unions back in the 60s were or anything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just, like, um, that's just true. So, you know, you just got to deal with it until, like, unions are strong enough. By the way, um, slight Twitter shit, just to remind people. Um, go Amazon union workers in Alabama.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Do not. Uh, uh, I, here's what I'll say. I've said this before, if you have to use Amazon for something, I know uh, there are points where I have to because um, I, I live in a kind of relatively small area and sometimes there's just Sometimes things, you just gotta do it. Like Sometimes it's... there's things you just can't buy in a store in your area. Um, and that's fine. That's understandable. Um, sometimes
0: you just need things in a day and a half.
2: Yeah, sometimes you need something immediately and and... and Amazon can do that. Um, Here's the thing. Don't use Amazon. Don't buy from them. If you need something, buy directly from the company you're buying it from. You'll definitely get a better price, and you'll definitely get it shipped to you in a timely fashion. Try as much as you can to buy directly from the company. Uh, If you do have to use Amazon, please, 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 I know it's COVID, mask up, put put fucking gloves on if you have to, tip those drivers, tip them, insist that you tip them, uh, 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 even if they say Amazon's they can't accept, out here stealing those tips, even if they say they can't, they can't accept tips. Tip them cash. Give them cash anytime you order anything delivery. Um, uh, 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 like tip them, do something for them because they have like give them the a most, frozen
0: DiGiorno and say it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno.
2: They have the most thankless job on the face of the planet. And they, uh, and it's not even thank it, like it's thankless on our end, but it's also thankless on their jobs end because they also, get treated like shit, paid like shit. Pay your fucking drivers. Like, unlike normal absolutely. postal
0: carriers that are out there on Sundays doing this bullshit,
2: they're doing that shit every fucking day of the week, past sundown. Like, like yes, uh, uh, UPS, I think UPS and FedEx, I think those dudes get paid pretty pretty well. Um, uh, yeah, but, like. But okay. like the Amazon drivers, like you see the Amazon van like r- driving down your street, pay those dudes, give those dude like leave leave water bottles and fucking bowls of of uh Belvita snack cookies on your fucking porch or whatever. Just fucking do something for them because they are uh like the single most mistreated aspect of the Amazon like it- Yes, I agree. I mean, floor, uh, Jeff Bezos
0: literally stepped down as the president of Amazon to cover for three separate Amazon's horrible stories in the same day.
2: Like, uh, I'll say yes. Amazon workers, like on the on the floor, they there have been cases where people have just died on the floor, and people were just told to work around them. Um, they they union bust, they do all this shit. The drivers have probably the the shittiest end of that because they are. Um, they're pushed to do shit that is, like, uh, like, just unsafe. Like, it's bad. Uh, Amazon is a shitty company. Don't use the Amazon if you can, but if you have to use Amazon, tip your drivers. Tip them, tip them, tip them, tip them. For the love of God, tip them. Uh, support your, support your local strike. Support your local union efforts. Um, that's this podcast's official stance on that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh I have nothing else for Twitter shit. Cool Yeah.
0: Um so Avery, I, I think you're 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 good to uh, go back into the remolding vats and uh, I hope you feel better for next week.
1: Alright, I'll see you guys later. Ugh gross. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, now that Avery's gone... Yep, uh, Avery is dead, but don't worry, next week we'll have a new host named Avery. Uh, uh, and they will sound the
2: same and act the same in every way. Uh, they're not a clone, though, and they do look a lot different, uh, but you can't see that, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um, it's,
0: it's fine. It's not a teleporter accident
2: at all. Yeah, uh, um... A la Jeff Goldblum's The Fly, so uh, welcome to uh, I guess we're st- I guess we're still calling this uh cool uh, zone. We, we
0: can we can call it Cool Zone. Um, it, it it might also be a soft launch for a weird comic book podcast that is tentatively called Red Cape. Uh, uh.
2: I, I I like Red Cape a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, John and I, uh, uh, we uh, when we first met, uh, we bonded over stuff like the nerdy video games and uh, animes that we both enjoyed uh, but really we we I think what kind of se- cemented us as friends was the fact that we both uh, uh, found out we both really, nerds we're both comic book nerds. Um,
0: but we're very different comic book nerds which is is a thing I really like actually yeah
2: oh, oh, oh absolutely
0: uh, be- because I-, I think a lot of people um kind of get marketed to as comic books being a single thing. And uh, I I have a position that, and this is also my position for manga and anime, which is it's, um, it is a genre of storytelling, and everything that exists within it is any story that you want to tell, and how you focus in on that is really up to you as an individual
2: yeah uh uh what john means is i'm a much more traditional comic book fan and yeah uh, like
0: anna likes capes and and tights and uh the glorious dick grayson butt and i'm over here being like i want to i want to read a comic book about feelings
2: yeah uh not to say that there aren't overlaps i love there's um uh stuff like uh what's the book uh invincible i love that
0: book uh, which is which is a, a little bit of both. It's uh, it's
2: capes yeah. and feelings.
0: Um, like I, I tr- trust me. Um, I I went through uh, an unapologetic I like Mike Millar phase. Um, <laughs> um, I, okay, look, I gotta say this. Like the comic book version of Wanted is actually pretty fun. Like it, it's interesting. At least oh, I yeah. think the movie's kind of stupid. Um, but the comic book has a little bit more zest. It it does. Uh, it's horrible. It's it's it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, but it, it's, it's zesty. Bad.
2: Um, I, I I wanted to. I think I wanted to just kind of kick this off by asking yeah. what your favorite um book, favorite book oh, run, favorite series. Just geez. what what's your favorite like? What's your um, favorite like a uh, uh, comic book storyline? I guess.
0: Can I can I just like do a top three just so I don't have to choose?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so um, Gerard Way's run as uh, the first arc of Killjoys, like the first sixty-two arc from Dark Horse, yeah. um, really fucking fantastic. Sort of deserty cyberpunk, uh, like. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's before I'd heard the Killjoys album, so it was even weirder and more surreal. Um, the second one I want to say is that first run of Abe Sapien, where he's uh, exploring that like underwater cthulhu inspired city yeah, beautiful. um and then number three number three is a hard one i want to say um there's a couple different arcs from american vampire um but oh, those, are just yeah, the, yeah. those are the ones that are kind of just like sitting at the top of my head right now but if you ask me any day of the week i'll probably like pull out some other thing um currently my favorite uh, comic book runs as of right now uh,
2: this is a hundred percent subject to change. Um, Rick Remender's run on uh, Venom is a uh, uh, kind of a, kind of a long shot, like my favorite run on any, uh, any legacy character um, mm-hmm. just because uh, the stuff he does with Venom is very interesting uh, besides the part of just agent Venom, like just what he does with Venom in general is very interesting. Um, Hellboy in Mexico is a beautiful, beautiful story uh incredibly incre- incredibly well done mike mignola uh is an incredible writer he um, is,
0: uh, but also his art style is just so outside so, of what a lot of traditional comic books are
2: yeah uh and uh, uh not really an issue or storyline but uh, uh i've been reading lately rereading uh head lopper I don't know if you've ever. Uh, read I, that. I
0: have. I uh, actually. You you might not remember this, but I actually have a limited edition blacklight poster from the artist of Headlopper oh, of that's this gigantic right. Gorgon Medusa creature. Yeah. Um, that I got uh, at this cool metal show at a uh, at a bar down in Baltimore.
2: Uh, Laser Wolf Attack uh, is the the. The brand, or well, I I I can't remember the guy's name, but his his brand is called Laser Wolf Attack, and I have a couple of his shirts. Uh, they're all very very well done. I love that art style. That just that kind of like uh, uh like it's
0: like very clear... chunky lines. it's, well, like it's very it's,
2: it's like it's like it's like that kind of uh, Mike Mignola, uh, but but it's also like
0: clearly like you can feel it. There's fantasy. there's a little bit of um royal boilers stuff in there too like like a, uh, I a similar gonna, sort of
2: i was gonna say pendleton ward like a, there's like some yeah. time
0: in there. there there's like a um and this is a weird thing to talk about when you can't like visually reference it but yeah, and yeah. I, I know this is gonna sound like, like there's a weird like fluidity in and softness uh, uh all the lines are chunky but they're soft
2: yeah, yeah a lot of the time uh it's uh uh there's a photoshop uh pen that i'm forgetting the name of so i'm just not going to talk about it (laughs) um so yeah uh that gives i think that gives people a feel for like well well, like our i i think i should say my favorite like uh, my favorite like long running like if i go to a comic book store what's the thing i'm gonna buy it's gonna be batman I love Batman stories. I love Batman storylines. Even though I know Batman's a fucking cop. Batman's a fascist. I know. Eh, Hey, you know, you got problems like faves. I still love, uh, I still love Batman storylines because um, it's the, it's one of the few times a fascist gets humanized in media in a way that actually speaks to me.
0: Um, uh, also, just just to just to jump in, I did not say my manga top three, uh, mostly because I kind of <laughs> reserve that slightly to the side. Um, number one with a bullet is uh, Hoshi no Sa- uh, Samidare or Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Um, mm. I I will I will eventually explain this to Anna. It's it's a very good series. Uh, number two, <laughs> One Piece. Uh, one Piece is good, y'all. Uh, also, One Piece is very anti capitalist. Like. Yes deeply anti-capitalist, deeply anti-structural authority. Um, if you fight me if you don't think so, I I can go down every single arc and explain why. Um, and then three uh, there's a lot of different ones, but uh, Kengan Ashura is like if you want like a cool fun mixed martial arts battle manga, Kengan Ashura it's over the top, it's beautiful. It's weird and racist and kind of sexist in a lot of different yeah. places, but it's yeah. it's a very cool <laughs> kind of that. Like, like, It's a kind that I think um, comes from a very different place of, like, it, it's not a place of hate. I think it's a place of absorbing a ton of English language genre movies and spitting that back out onto a page. Um, like the the American character in that series, uh, the white American character is a hockey player with grills um, <laughs> who just calls everybody the f word.
2: That sounds awesome. Uh, he
0: Adam Dudley is great. He's horrible. He's a piece of trash. He's sexist. Like, but the thing about Ken is like it all comes together. The ending is really good, and the second. Like, basically, the companion series that takes place a couple years afterwards is great. It's going on right now. I love it. Anyways.
2: Uh, I was going to say my top three manga, um, because I also keep those separate. Um, uh, one of these you might be surprised by. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it with you. Um, number one is actually super obvious. It's, uh, it's Dragon Ball. Um, not Z. I have not read any of fucking Z. I watched... Almost all of Z. I think I stopped like halfway through the boo saga, but like I've read all of original Dragon Ball. It is incredible. It is a damn good fucking story. If you have not if you've watched Dragon Ball Z, read the original Dragon Ball. Just read it. You will it's, love it. It's I also, promise.
0: Like, it's a master class in paneling. It's it's a master class yeah, oh, in dynamic it's storytelling. Like you your wa- eyes your eyes follow everything. There you, is there is really... no
2: better example of like how to write, uh, like how to write fight scenes into a visual, like an entirely visual static medium, like comics or manga. Like uh, uh, uh the way he, the way uh, Akira Toriyama does fight scenes is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, also, it's next, funny. Uh, it's it's funny. Next... It's
0: just it's it's also funny. I just have to put that out. Oh, it's it's incredibly funny. Because Toriyama thought... is a he's he's a comedy manga writer more than he's an action writer. You can tell yes. that when, like, like in in Dragon Ball, he he has way better comedic sense, and then basically like the times and everything like that just like forces him like, to be more action oriented. Like, He's not good at it.
2: Like you talk about like Battle of Gods and how that's uh, uh, anyway. I'm on I'm on my first out of yeah. three. Uh, mm-hmm. My second favorite manga. I don't know if I've talked about this with you, John, but um, uh, Helsing. Um, Helsing's great manga. Great manga. Helsing. Helsing's, Helsing's if you want a, if you want to get into manga, I think Helsing's perfect because it's just it's
0: uh uh very short. It starts. Hel- it ends. Helsing is very Western. Like that's the yes. thing is like Helsing, yeah. like Helsing, like actually I I believe the artist for Helsing and Mike Mignola are are like friendly admirers of each other. So there is some like Helsing me. art out there by Mignola
2: well the and reason it versa. doesn't you know it doesn't surprise me because they both have this very wonderful uh fetishization of murdering nazis
0: also um, uh <laughs> fun fun fact um you can tell this 100 percent. but the work that the dude who was doing helsing was doing right before this is he was just making porn comics he was just that making doesn't porn shock manga. me
2: doesn't shock me at all uh and my third my third um i this will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me uh the Oh manga is fantastic Um, Uh,
0: the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga with more child murder than any of the anime has.
2: I should say the original, because there's a a couple different runs of the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. There's the one that came out before the show, there's the one that came out during the show, and the one that came out after the original original Yu-Gi-Oh! ended. Um, There's three of them. The original one, the one that launched everything, uh, is fantastic. Um, Not just as, like, a story, but, like, you can, like, see the writer... His, his, well, the thing is, in, he cares
0: in, way more about, like, games than he does about he cares
2: about He cares about having fun. So yes. the story is fun and weird and complex. But at the end of every fucking issue, there's just like, here's a crossword puzzle. Here's how you play the game that I designed for this comic.
0: Here's, uh, he, he, how, here's Mokuba yeah. um, poisoning the entire cast and being like, you've got ten hours to live, Uh, fight me, bro.
2: Right, it it, this this everything about I I think everything about that original manga is fantastic. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love the card game, I love the I love the anime, even the even the four kids release. They're it's they all have a special place in my heart. Yu Gi Oh is a very important media in my life. Uh, But yeah, the the manga is beautiful, and I mean. Like, if you want to talk about a fucking art style and, like, dynamic paneling and stuff, Yu-Gi-Oh! is
0: incredible. It is. It, like, it, like, it's got a very cool look to it. The the characters are all iconic. Yeah. Um, just,
2: I, I, I think it's just...
0: Ugh. Uh, I think it's weird how, like, Kaiba is now just in a bodysuit all the time when, whenever they portray him in modern yes like iterations Uh, he's just like wearing a he he, like it's just like nobody's like a gigantic
2: uh shoulder padded trench coat and
0: (laughs) they're they're like sir did you did you just put on underwear and a pair of jeans and call it a day and he's like oh i have a trench coat on as well and you're like that's still not an actual outfit
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Um, and all of it has
0: under lighting and he's just like um, suck it
2: (laughs) Season zero. Uh, we're not even talking about comic books anymore. I'm just talking about Se- Yu-Gi-Oh again. Uh, season zero. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is the best version of Yu-Gi-Oh possible. Uh, like it's. I I think it's better than the manga just because you get oh, to man. see it. It has its own art style that's different from the manga. And it it's, is. It's it's it's, it's very ugh.
0: ghoulish. It it's very yeah. like ghoulish and pained, And there's just like Yu Yuji's out here being like, okay, we're gonna play a game where we have stacks of cash. And you get all the cash you can by stabbing a knife into that stack of cash, and it's on top of your hand. So, I'm going to trick you into just, like, jabbing a knife through your hand.
2: Or, you know, I mean, well, this is my favorite one. It's also in the manga. Um, or
0: in the, um, in the Zero the, anime series, you mean?
2: Well, that's, I'm saying it's both in the Zero mm-hmm. and in the manga. Um, the uh, 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 The burger joint. Where there's like a there's like a master thief and he's in the burger joint and well well, what it is it, it's a thief, it's a thief, and you think that guy is gonna be the one you're looking for. and then it turns out he's not the master thief. The guy who owns the burger joint is like, a, a a great fun twist, and then and then yeah, he's like he's like I've got like I've got a tattoo on my forehead, and I'm super evil, and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna drink and be merry, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it, uh. And so, and so Yugi, so yeah, uh, Yugi is just like I'll play a game with you. You get to move. We'll play a game. Uh, we each get to choose one finger to move, and you can only move that one finger. And at the end, whoever lives wins. And, uh, the guy, the guy like, all right, cool. I choose my finger that's on the trigger of my gun. And Yugi's like, cool, I choose my thumb. And it turns out the guy's been pouring liquor the whole time. And as he pours the liquor, Yugi flicks a lighter on top of his hand and just just leaves it there.
0: It sets him on fire.
2: Well, no, no, no. He leaves it on top of his hand. And the guy is like, if I pull the trigger, it's, it's, it's a Zippo. So if he pulls the trigger, the Zippo will fall. He, But if he lets go of the bottle, there's a chance that the alcohol will splash everywhere and he'll be set on fire anyway. So he has to try and catch it, and he fails miserably, sets himself on fire, and dies anyway. Um, what, just like a a, a like a beautiful like setup of circumstances. Every single one of those is like that. Where you're like, how the fuck is Yugi gonna fucking pull his way out of this? It's like a complete dead end. And then you realize it is a dead end, but for the other person. <laughs>
0: It's it's a great series. It's very like interestingly written. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a shame that uh, that the card game is the thing that really took off from that. I know it not a for shame, you, but I but well, like for it the is story a storytelling. It
2: is a shame because honestly, you know what? Dungeon Dice Monsters is a better game. Like oh, it's way better. Uh, every um, single other game in that is way better. Uh, oh, that weird you,
0: dragon game that he plays. Yeah. Oh like, my the, God. like based off of like an old Chinese game, uh, or um, the like, just Playing D and D, cursed D and D with uh, Bakura is yeah. a great
2: arc. Uh, 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 that that one with uh, Mokuba, where it's like a little, it's like a little capsule monster game. Yeah, you you get like a from a, like a like a little monster from a capsule machine, and you have to fight with that. That game is like way better, has like better design. Yeah, uh, I, I could talk about Yu Gi Oh forever and how much I hate it and love it. Anyway, yeah. Um, so what have you been? Uh, what you been reading lately?
0: God, so um, I'm gonna admit I I don't like do a lot of comic books, um, like standard Western comic books. Partly just yeah. because I'm currently unemployed, I don't have a ton of money to be spending um so a lot of my reading is right now it's a ton of webtoons it's a ton of both legal and maybe less than legal um totally manga right now um totally and valid. uh like it's a lot um there's actually i i think i may, may have told this and i'm just gonna like i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna play to some of my my personal friends favorites i don't know if you've ever heard of dungeon meshy or delicious dungeon maybe um so it's 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 kind of cool it's like what if uh a dnd party got kind of like far into a dungeon and they got wiped and the reason <laughs> they got wiped is because they didn't eat enough food properly like they weren't properly oh. they didn't have enough proper nutrition for when they were fighting a dragon and that's why they got wiped and um the main character i think i think his name is Linus his sister gets eaten by the dragon or like taken away by the dragon. And he is desperate to go back down in the dungeon, except, you know, some of the people in his party are like, screw it, I'm gone. And so they're left with kind of like an underpowered party. And they, they find a couple, they, they find this, this dwarf Meshi, who is like, yeah, I want to go back down in there. And he is a very big, like he's a cook. He, he's like a c- dwarf cook is kind of his job class and a lot of this manga is about going down into this dungeon and um living off the land by when you when like they it, every monster they encounter they end up making a delicious meal from the corpse parts of that monster oh that's awesome and i i i say all this uh, cuz i i think it's a fantastic manga um it's really beautiful it's it's got like this really good focus on um environmentalism and not Mm. uh like not not sort of like oh we should hug trees environmentalism that that gets portrayed in a lot of series but more like our connection to nature our connection to food and how that sustains us and how we sort of like need to be more cognizant about the interaction we have with our environment and how we get our food and it's a really cool manga and there's a manga that i recently started called the courier no the the hero I think it's either the dragon, the hero, and the courier, or the hero, the dragon, and the courier. And it's, it's in a similar vein, but it is about this um, fantasy world that is kind of like Renaissance era, and it's about to start hitting, um, like, low Renaissance. It's about to hit, like, this peak of high Renaissance. And it's mm-hmm. about how this city is sort of, like, coalescing into a city-state, and how, um, sort of, like, what a fantasy world would be like if it was, like, slowly starting to modernize. And the second chapter is, like, fantastic, where it's, like, this hero and his retinue goes out to slay a dragon. And the courier's along the way, and she meets this guy who tallies all of the experience points, because that doesn't happen naturally in this world. There's just a dude who, like, is part of a a, a consortium group that tallies people's experience. Um. Ooh. And, and they get to the end and they fight the dragon. And then the guy's like, well, while they're fighting the dragon, <clears throat> um, he, he he points out, hey, look, there's tons of people. There's mercenaries. There's healers. There's priests. There's all these, like, you know, different people sort of, like, running in the background, helping sort of the background organization of fighting this dragon. And then the dragon's killed. And dozens of people show up to bid on the parts of the dragon. And the courier's like, wow, that's a lot. And he's... And, and then they are like, Well, that's why you're here. And she goes, What? And everybody turns to her because they finished bidding and they're like, I need you to go here to deliver this work order and this thing. And it turns out at the end of the series at the end of the chapter, um, she she notes an entire town has grown up around the corpse of the dragon because it's too big to like yeah. transport. <laughs> and it's, like, an actual, like, mining town and, like, resource parting town because this dragon is so resource-intensive. And every chapter has this little blurb at the end where it goes, this is my inspiration that I got from, you know, X 13th century tradition or this thing. And so it's just this medieval history nerd making a manga that is really cute and adorable.
2: That's fun. Uh i love that i'm gonna actually i'm gonna read that
0: um i'll send you the link after um but like i i have a lot of love for both of those partly because you know they're they're a little actiony but they're also a lot about asking you to sort of like think about why people are taking action and what people are doing and that's not to say that i'm not also here for like dumb big explosive like crazy hijinks so you know but anna what have you been what have you been reading lately
2: uh, hold on, I went across the room to grab it. Um, so, um, uh, well, first, I um, uh, um, I was watching kind of a, a video dissertation about um, Watchmen and how um, it's a... Uh, how uh, uh, Zack Snyder's version of Watchmen kind of distastefully... Well, it's bad, but it just kind of distastefully takes a lot of the lessons of Watchmen and kind of uh, flips them. So instead of, like, the idea that Rorschach is not, like, the good guy, um, he's, like, actually the bad guy of the story, um, uh, and, like, Ozymandias is, you know, he's an anti-villain, um uh uh it's just this whole thing uh I, I i and and it got me remembering like oh yeah rorschach was was originally supposed to be because the whole point of watchmen was um
0: well we, uh, we basically taking established dc characters and yeah. taking some well, more a, a, logical not, not real DC, world conclusions not dc they were um oh they were they were what va- were they valiant
2: no, no 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 uh 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 the uh, dc bought the company
0: right remember. right right it was but I, I can't remember the name of the company i thought it hold might on. have been hold
2: on no because i just looked this up last night uh watchmen original characters Ch- 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 charlton that's what it was they were charlton okay. char- characters so it was like blue beetle uh uh um uh, uh the 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 enforcer uh and the owl well, well no owl the owl whatever Owl, no, Alman was the blue. Oh, wait, 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 He's yeah. Uh, but more importantly, uh, Rorschach was supposed to be the question, um, uh, and and I, uh, Alan Moore, kind of did this thing to Rorschach that was interesting in that they turned him into like a real world conspiracy theorist, in that he's like entirely like super far right and like believes a lot of like really harmful things. And that yeah, we're talking about that,
0: he's, a, he's a Q guy. Like he he, he would have been down with he, Q. He,
2: he is a cute guy essentially um and i and i i've talked about uh uh i don't know if i I haven't talked about this at all the question is like uh uh i know i have a soft spot for batman and i have a soft spot for shazam but um uh uh, the question is easily my favorite dc character ever uh and so i've been uh uh the dc universe app i i i lied to you last night it's Mm -hmm. like eight bucks a month um Ooh. when i started it was not eight bucks a month it was much cheaper um
0: that sounds like something is, dc would do
2: yeah it was it was like four or five bucks a month when i first started and i think that was great because it was it was five bucks it was like four bucks a month and you get every show dc has ever made and every comic dc has on the app which isn't all of them ever made but i mean like oh, yeah i could just go through this you could go let's see Action Comics has four hundred and fifty-six books. Detective Comics has six hundred and ninety-two books. Superman has a hundred books. Batman, like Standalone, has five hundred forty-two books. Um World's Finest Sensation Comics. like every like from like Gold Era to now, they have a a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful collection of just a a billion books, and they're all fantastic. All of new gods from nineteen seventy one to seventy-eight, all of that. Um But yeah, on there... uh, I've been reading The Question. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Great series. The original run by... uh, By Dennis uh, 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 O'Neill. Penciled by uh, Dennis Cohen. Beautiful work. Beautifully written. Um, I'm only three issues in right now. um, But... uh, I mean... If you like Watchmen... Um, this is kind of a story for you. It's very, uh, it's very cerebral. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of like dumb comic booky shit, but like the question himself is just like standing like in the middle of a forest, just like talking to himself a lot. Um, it kind of reminds me of a lot of like, uh, uh, uh later Moon Knight stuff. Um, mm-hmm. if you like a uh, detective Moon Knight, uh, uh, this is another great, great thing to look at. Um, also, read Moon Knight. Moon Knight's awesome. Yeah, I was going to uh, bo- say,
0: I, I know a lot of people have have love for very specific versions of Moon Knight that I think have a lot of overlap with the question.
2: I could talk a little bit about Moon Knight later, but um, what I've really been reading, uh, I just got this very recently, uh, Superman Smashes the Klan, uh, written by um, Jean Luen Yang, and art by uh, uh, Gurihiru. Um, a beautiful book uh uh and, and of course kirihiro great their they, their artwork is always fun um always always well done and and kind of fun uh their biggest uh thing came from uh Gwenpool they did mm-hmm. a lot of the art for Gwenpool uh and that's oh. kind of where they where they where where a lot of their uh, recognition comes from now um, but yeah, uh, this is a, uh, an adaptation of the Superman radio show, um, hmm. where, uh, in the show there's, um, da, 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 da. yeah, here it is. In 1946, Superman took down a gang of robed hooded white supremacists. He did it over 16 episodes of the adventures of Superman, um, so the plot is interesting in that um it doesn't focus on uh 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 the struggles of black Americans. It struggles on the struggles of Chinese Americans.
0: Oh, um, okay.
2: Yeah, uh uh in the story, uh the the clan of the Fiery Cross is kind of the stand-in for the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Um and they they burn a wooden cross in the front yard, and Superman has to figure it out. Uh, and this is an adaptation of that, um, and it's beautifully done. There's some interesting stuff about how, like, uh, like, like, yes, of course, the the stuff about like the clan is, is super well done, and it, and it, and it, and it, um, there's a a kind of through line of like they throughout the throughout the book, um you know, Superman is like fighting throughout the book. The Superman storyline is that he's trying to understand who he is as a character
0: mm-hmm. and like
2: what, he, what he is. Um, it, 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 It's kind of like a new origin story for him almost in the sense that like throughout the book, he's holding back. They learn like he can leap and he can punch and he's strong and stuff, but he can't fly. He can't use his laser, uh, laser eyes, and the very beginning of the book is him learning that he's allergic to kryptonite. Um, hmm. Meanwhile, the the like actual story of the book is this. Yeah, it's this Chinese American family, and um, what's I think what's uh, interesting is like all the characters are very diverse. Um, um uh, uh, the the parents are like. You know they're they're Chinese immigrants. Uh, the mom doesn't speak very good English, and the kids uh, uh, are wearing like, well, the the daughter's wearing like a, a. I don't remember the name of this kind of gown. It's the the one that's like a straight line down the middle, and it's got like the little the little like, uh, uh, uh buttons that are like straight lines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that kind of uh, jacket, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she like they're they're clearly clearly proud of their like heritage and stuff. But like the dads, like we gotta be speaking English, and we uh we have to be like using American names to sound more American. Um, yeah, they move to a metropolis, they move to a new house because they're trying to um, you know uh,
0: integrate. They're they they're trying to well they're well they're integrating
2: that. because her, the dad is like a scientist working for um. Uh, uh, working for I can't remember the name of the the Raytheon. project. Well, this is called Raytheon. Yeah, essentially, Raytheon. well, it is Raytheon because yeah. one of the it turns out one of the scientists is actually one of the members of the Ku Klux Klan later on. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, but I mean, yeah,
0: like, but they're, yeah they're, uh, they're all KKK and Nazis and...
2: But yeah, uh, then the kids learn to play baseball, and he, uh, uh, one of the kids who bullies him, is uh, uh, the like his uncle is. He lives with his uncle, and his uncle's in the clan. Um, and, uh, it gets real dark real quick, uh, cause his uncle introduces him to the clan and then immediately, not only do they, uh, immediately set up a burning cross, um, they like start like bombing shit, like, Mm -hmm. like attaching bombs to cars and buildings and stuff. There's a rec center, um, they go, they all, uh, 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 yeah, uh. And meanwhile, like Clark is like seeing visions of like weird antenna aliens with like uh, a bright red eyes. Um, And that's supposed to be like his parents or whatever. Um, But what that actually is, is like his subconscious seeing them as alien because he can't understand the idea that he's an alien and he looks the way he does. Um, And yeah, the book ends with like, not only does Superman learn to fly and kind of overcome the idea of like, yes, he's fully alien. It, it, but that also coincides with the idea of like uh uh well well yeah it, the idea is like you look at like th- halfway through the book they're watching a movie and the villain is like clearly like the asian menace like yeah some yellow peril like, shit yeah yellow peril he's like uh, he's got like bright yellow skin and he's got like a fu manchu and he can fly and every everyone in the theater goes oh my god he can fly he's like a monster he's like a demon
0: And Clark's like, oh, Um, no.
2: Well, well, no, 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 no. The little girl is in there. And so, like, mm -hmm. you're getting an idea of, like, the culture of the time. Like, flying is kind of seen as, like, this weird, mystic, horrifying thing. And, like, it's kind of the last straw. Is like, if he can use his laser eyes and stuff, he's kind of a monster. And he doesn't want to be seen as that. Um, And so it's the... It kind of coalesces into this beautiful moment at the ending where... um, the main character uh uh roberta is her like american name but i think her name's like uh Fei long Fei shang hold on i don't want to be racist uh 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 Lanshin. Mm -hmm. her name is Lanshin. um and she um at the end she gets a new jacket made out of superman's cape that he'd given her and uh um she becomes like a, a junior reporter and she's like being accepted as like a young Asian American woman. And, uh, 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 Superman is kind of being recognized as a hero, even though he can fly and has all these weird powers. Um, and it's a, it's a beautifully done book. And at, at, in the back, they have this kind of like history lesson of like what the clan is and what it did and who the, the guys who are writing the Superman story, um, who wrote the original story for the radio show and how how like like they were just like a bunch of you know white dudes and they were just like trying to make something that was analogous to reality um and and, and, but like you know also fight fight fascism fight racism in, in a very in a very like good natured way kind of teaching the youth, uh, you know, trying to teach the youth of America that like racism is bad and you shouldn't be doing it. Um, and they did it by like, like, and, and I don't want to spoil it too much, uh, just because I mean, the book is, is very good, but I'm not really spoiling anything. I think the book speaks for its own, for itself. Um, the artwork's incredible. The story is very fun. Um, uh, everyone here is in like pure form, uh, i think uh, uh for people who don't like superman uh read this book because it it, it really it, it really shows superman in like kind of his best um also just read all-star superman because that's a great book but that's beside the point um
0: hey, and uh i i have yeah. a question mm-hmm. have you ever heard of the book uh the i think it's the thrilling adventures of cavalier and clay
2: if i have that name does not ring a bell right now
0: So um, my mom gave me this book like seven or eight years ago now, Um, but I think it's a book that you'd really like. So it it is a fictionalized narrativization of the lives of the two men who birthed Superman and it's it's a story about these two this this one boy this one Jewish boy who's lived in America and this other Jewish boy who's like his cousin who is an immigrant um from like the 19 like like 1910s like early 1900s Europe nice. uh coming to live with them and kind of like um both of them sort of like growing up and eventually becoming um these people who write this story called the uh, of the adventures of the escapist, a man who can escape from any situation. Um, and how they kind of like talk about the Moses parable that is very evident in Superman because I mean yeah. Superman is hundred percent Moses, right? Um, yeah, uh,
2: I I think that's that's an interesting thing is like yeah a lot of modern media especially like Snyder's bullshit is like paints him as like this Jesus figure, but. To be a Jesus figure, you have to have, like, some kind of pedigree. And if anything, uh, uh, Jesus Jesus has pedigree. Superman does not. Jesus is – I mean, Superman is absolutely right. Moses.
0: And, I mean, the the I, I think the really important thing that, like, a lot of, like, Superman movies just get wrong is that, like, especially because Snyder wants the Kents to be pieces of shit. Because I think Snyder hates humans. Like,
2: uh, we should be clear. Talking about Zack Snyder. Zack
0: Snyder. I think Zack. Not, sorry, Z- not, yeah.
2: not Scott Snyder. Scott not Snyder S- is a wonderful writer and has written some incredible books.
0: Yes, but I Zack Snyder, Superman, uh, d- d- filmographer. Right. Yes. He hates humans. I think he fundamentally hates human beings and has a fundamentally nihilistic view on how people interact with each other. That is mm-hmm. deeply unhealthy. Yes. And it shows in Superman because. Almost every single time that Clark is confronted with humanity, it's either ugly or his parents or his dad literally saying, eh, you could not save people. You could just you could just let people die. You could just live a normal life and let people die. And that's a bad... That's bad. Like, I don't think that that sentiment is bad. I think the character who is providing that sentiment is... Is bad because the thing that you're supposed to understand is Superman is fundamentally the way he is because he has two loving and supportive parents who understood that Clark was different and other and could have done nothing. But their core belief, their core fundamental value was that this child, no matter how alien, literally alien he was, needed to be cared for. By a loving community. Yeah. And they went out of their way to do that. And to betray all of that by having Pa Kent just go, yeah, you can just let him fucking die is just like horrible because I think it just like, dist- it undermines the creation of Superman. The creation of Clark Kent, who becomes Superman very differently from how Bruce Wayne is Batman.
2: Yeah. Um, have I, um, have I ever talked to you about Someplace Strange?
0: Doesn't sound familiar.
2: So, um... This is my favorite single book ever. Um, to call it a comic book is kind of a... a, a it's more of an art book, I'd say. Um, someplace Strange is written by Anne, uh, Anne Nacenti, um, who has, uh, has made some a lot of interesting stuff. Um, um, I'm, like, blanking on her other books. She's written a, a ton of, like, interesting stuff, and she she, she writes... Uh, like, she's written a lot of, like... A lot of, in, like, individual characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's worked on, like, Longshot Daredevil, stuff like that. Um, okay. She wrote this book in 1988 called Someplace Strange, written under... Um, um oh gosh this is going to drive me nuts because it's it's uh it was written under uh epic comics the it was written published by marvel under the company's epic comics thing mm-hmm. um it, and it has artwork by john bolton uh who i don't know if you know him fantastic artist uh uh incredible oil paintings um uh and so, what's striking about this? Uh, this is um, this is uh, the non-traditional media Alice in Wonderland, um, in my opinion. It is the Alice in Wonderland for comic books. Um, it's 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 got this very seventies surrealist feeling. Um,
0: yeah, I'm looking at some of the art now. It's. Um... It is I don't very wanna, strange.
2: I do not want to spoil any of it, but like this is the this is kind of the book. Um, I don't know if you can find. Don't if you can get a physical copy. Get a physical copy because it's yeah. much better. Um, the this is like a book where like the page numbers become part of the story. Um, this
0: is a very like. Um, uh. Hellblazer, Sandman, like aesthetic quality to it.
2: This was around that time. Um, The story is very juvenile. Very, um, like, it's. Well, the thing is that, like, it's these two kids and their babysitter and they travel into this weird world and they all have to kind of come to terms with the fact that, like, they're all kids. And, like, that's just an, an inescapable reality. You're all children and reality sucks um so uh i don't want to spoil too much of it but like the artwork is really what's important and
0: sorry i'm I'm having like one of those moments where like i hate to derail you but i'm having like a connective tissue moment to some like fundamental comics that 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 really started like my my love of the modern era um one of them being uh joe the barbarian
2: Joe the Barbarian is awesome,
0: and has uh, like like it has a similar aesthetic and sort of like it has a feel that feels similar to this. The same way that also Lock and Key in some of its more yeah Lock and key. enigmatic uh, moments. Like, just, just from your description and just from, like, the few pa- panels I've seen, like, those two things that I'm thinking of from, like, the more modern era are just, like, jumping into my head right now. While, while the I way looking.
2: I've described this book is, like, it's like a 70s cartoon turned into a book. Um, like, the, you know how, the, like, in 70s animation, they're, like, all weird and, like, all psychedelic and funky? Uh, yes i
0: i t- i actually took uh, a class on the history of animation when i was in college Yeah, yeah. um and it's... 70s animation experimental animation in general like i know it gets kind of like a weird rap from a lot of people but quite honestly there's like some really cool fun interesting stuff in there
2: the next time we do this we will talk about cartoons because i i love animation i can never become an animator myself but i love animation more than any other medium just because of what it does um uh, uh, so we'll talk about that another time. Uh, but yeah, this book is very much like, um, it's hard to talk about because most of this book is just surrealism. It's like just straight flat. There is no story. It is just surrealism and nothing else. Um, but every page is like this beautiful piece of artwork and these characters are, they're less, they're less characters and just Props that the story uses to kind of tell this weird, interesting visual tale. Um, uh, all the dialogue is weird and awkward and feels like it was written by like a kid because that's kind of what it is, that's kind mm-hmm. of what it's supposed to be. And it's a, I, I, if you can find this book, I, I'll say to whoever's listening, if you can find this book. Get a physical copy. Don't worry about getting a first edition. I have a first edition. Don't worry about getting a first edition. Uh, uh, get, can, get can, I, the, can I can I can I
0: piggyback a buy recommendation on, on this?
2: Uh yeah. Well, I was just gonna say get the dark horse one if you can because that's that's much cheaper and, and it's a and it's a, a slightly better uh, printed. Anyway, yes.
0: Uh my 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 buy recommendation is and this is actually a don't buy this book recommendation which is mm-hmm. don't you fucking dare buy dracula annual by the new english library god damn it i i'm trying to find an english version of that thing and it's fucking expensive as hell and i just need there to be one on the market for me to buy what i have the money to at some point uh because sorry it's a it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an english it's like an english like uk translation of a series of Spanish surrealist 70s comics Mm. that look fucking beautiful. Like, basically, like, somewhere in Spain, a bunch of people just saw Jack Kirby and were just like, this is my life now. They saw, like, Jack Kirby and Vampirella, and they were like, I gotta smush this together. And the thing is, there's no Dracula in it. They just call it Dracula Annual because Dracula was just, like, topping the charts of hot, sexy vampirism in the mid-80s or whatever this was. <laughs> um, and I just, like, I, I almost bought one the week before I got laid off and because of Ugh. like the site that i was on and them needing to like verify some payment thing it didn't go through and i was like really happy about that but also part of me is like god i still want to pay like 150 dollars or wherever it is to get that comic cuz it's just so like cuz like there's only like one or two printings of it it's so beautiful and it's just like one of those things that as like a collector of art I I want, or, like, as as a collector and curator of, like, art and all this other stuff. And we can also talk about my other curatorial passion, which is finding AMVs. Um, It's a whole thing. Like, on a curatorial preservation thing, AMVs are one of the hardest things to preserve because of copyright law, uh, which is bad. It's bad.
2: Uh, bad. Sorry. John, you're going to want to have to cut the last, like, three minutes out because uh, if you put that out, someone will eventually buy that book. Uh, that's one more person that will buy that book
0: i know i know (laughs) (laughs) i Um, know i but i like i couldn't hold back the joke of don't fucking buy this
2: yeah i mean but like for real if you're listening to this don't buy this book because john as long as i've known john he's been talking about this uh like he's been talking about this as long as i've known him and he he gets more and more sad the more he talks about it and i'm just like at a certain point i'm like dude just let him have it. Come on. <laughs> just let him have it. I'm at the point where, like, if I ever see this book and it's and I can afford it, I'm buying it just to give to him. <laughs> just sure, so it'll I, happen.
0: I, the hard part is because it was a UK published thing, you just can't find it in American car, comic stores. Because, like, yeah. if there was a comic book store in basically from here to the Rocky Mountains that had one – that I could buy for less than, like, $200, and it wasn't the COVID times, I would road trip. I would get a friend, and I would literally road trip there and back over the course of, like, three to five days just to buy it, just to have the experience. I don't want it shipped to me. I literally just want to hold it in my hands just because. Um,
2: And I think there's, like, a
0: really cool thing about, like, about comic books in that, that sort of, like, thing. And, like, a lot of people these days... Think about comic book collecting as like this really weird horrible thing because it is like comic yes. book collecting is really bad because basically the 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 twenties thirties and forties like bronze and silver era and gold era like comics mm-hmm. are worth something because basically your parents' parents threw them out. All the fucking time. Because they were like, I don't want this comic book trash in here. There was like um, the comic book code just like totally eviscerated all of these like gritty crime novels, like super pulpy stuff, like horror stuff that would like make your toes curl even today. Um, It all got like swept up in the Red Scare, McCarthyism, like hand in hand. And so from a preservation standpoint, that's why comic books were like worth a lot of money. And then it became a speculators market. And there's only, like, four comic books, like, four comic IPs in probably the last, like, 20 years that are worth any money. The sad fact is I actually used to own a couple of them, um, and I don't anymore for, for like, really weird personal reasons. Um, Because Saga, the first, like, two or three printings of Saga were so short-run limited prints that um, if you have, like, probably, like, the first, like, five to ten issues of Saga and they're, like, between the first and third printing – they're worth something. But they're like the only comics in modern day that are actually worth something. Because speculators have just destroyed the market and then also oversaturation is just like whatever. Yeah. Um But that I also think... is like the gross okay. dudes who put Mylar bags on everything and make it so you can't actually read comics. And that's that's bad. You 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 gotta wanna actually read these things. Here's what I'll say. Um I've said this for years. Um,
2: the only reason the comic book industry is alive at all, at all, like, like, here's what I'll say on a good month, uh, uh, DC and DC and Marvel will push 30,000 books on a good month together. That's a good month. That's nothing.
0: You know? It's nothing, especially when you look at um, what a single volume of One Piece does.
2: Right, exactly. Well, my thing That's is...
0: That's like 30,000s for a single volume.
2: Right. My thing is, a sing- like, uh, Marvel and DC in a month sell less books than a, a comic book YouTuber makes in views. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, on any given month. That's... That is... Unbelievable, sad, and the only thing that's keeping comic books alive is trades. It's 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 trades, and trades are, should be what they should. It, it's what they should be pushing, but they don't because they're still stuck in this fucking single issue. It's like, bad, like like, like it, it, it
0: it it's bad because the other thing is like half of these comics are like almost all of the big ones are what are they biweekly or are they monthly.
2: Uh, most of them are, are, I think, bi-weekly now. Actually, I think some of them might even be weekly.
0: Like, that's the um, thing, like, Batman used to go bi-weekly to monthly depending on, like, what Scott Snyder's, like, availability was for a right, while there yeah. when New 52 was running. Um, and, like, you know, it, de- it depends, but the other problem is that, like, and, you know, now now we're gonna put on our real communist hats and be, like, the the major problem is that basically unless you're, like, the 1% of the 1% or you're an editor, you make no money doing comic books right, like um, you are you are basically like impoverished, and this is this um, is true both like here in America and in japan like yeah unless unless you're like unless you do a hit and somebody that's the other problem with like America is that basically nobody owns the rights to a character because all the companies just take them from you in Japan, sometimes you have a little bit of wiggle room, and sometimes people like. You know, park a dump truck of cash behind you and be like, you got to keep making this manga. But even then, 90% of the time, they're they're killing themselves because manga is like, unless you're doing like a cushy monthly gig, every single week, except for maybe like two to three weeks out of the year, Shueisha publishes Shonen Jump. And you're expected to be in there every single week with somewhere between 12 and 15 pages. Look like at I,
2: I think I think what's I think a, a great way to look at like p- how, why people don't you know at, at how people don't make money on comics. Look at people who were celebrities, then comic book writers, and look at where they are. CM Punk is back at WWE, a thing he said he would never fucking do, because, like, th- Let's let's make this clear. CM Punk had was was had his brain broken for years and years and years and tried to make it in comics wrote some pretty good stuff if i'm being honest and then didn't make money from it tried to go into mma failed at that and is now back at fucking wwe Uh, gerard way
0: uh was writing comics for a while well gerard way is also just like I wouldn't say independently wealthy, but I, I doubt that he got a bad deal on My Chemical Romance. By That's the what end I'm saying.
2: W- what I'm saying is the only people who are, 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 like, the only people who, like, leave the comic book industry are independently wealthy.
0: Right. Or uh, Joe Hill, who is just um, Stephen King's son, by the way. Right.
2: Right. Uh, 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 yeah, like, uh, Gerard Way is back to touring with My Chemical Romance because... Uh, umbrella academy is on netflix like uh 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 who is the third one i i had a i had a good third one
0: Uh, there's Uh, a lot i mean like um actually i i do have to append my like at the beginning of this top three uh comic book series um i have to append there is there there is an all-time above everything else i sometimes forget about it but it is the life and times of scrooge mcduck oh best com one of the best comic book series ever um I actually met the guy who who did it uh I, I can't remember if it's Don Rosa or Don Rosa was the original like big Scrooge McDuck dude oh I have no idea um Don Rosa is yes he did write the lifetimes of Scrooge McDuck Don Rosa is basically he he picked up um like the Carl barks <sighs> scrooge mcduck comics uh from like the 40s through the 60s and in the 90s he basically transformed what scrooge mcduck was and the thing is that he also gets really persnickety because he's like uh i am not a ducktales person he he did not do ducktales but he is a scrooge mcduck comics person and i grew up on scrooge mcduck comics person Comics, And I don't think I would have been in love with history, in love with cultures, in love with the world the way that I am if I hadn't read those comics about this this weird, grouchy character who kind of reminds me of a family friend, because I had a family friend who was Scottish, who kind of reminds me of my grandfather who was always telling me these tall tales about his life and about his family in the past. And Scrooge McDuck is out here with his, his shitty nephew and his shitty nephew's nephew's. And just, like, living a life of incredible adventure around the world. And I think there's just something so beautiful about it. And yes, it is deeply capitalist and deeply fucked. But I think the writers knew that on a certain level. And they they kind of write Scrooge a lot of the time as, like, a weird villain. But he is also somebody who hates other millionaires because nine times out of ten, he meets them, and they're all spoiled, rich assholes. And he's like, no, I started from the bottom, and I earned my way to the top, and I'm never giving a red cent to anybody, but I also can't um, stand anybody McDuck. Who-
2: Scrooge McDuck is a, is a character who is interesting because he is, uh, unlike in reality, there has never been—here's what I'll say. There has never been, and never will be, a millionaire or billionaire that has started from nothing. That is a falsehood. That is a fiction that has never happened in reality. It will never happen in reality. I don't care. Oh, but... but, but, No, no. Mm -mm. That has never been happened. It has never happened. It never will happen. Um, Scrooge McDuck is an example of that actually happening. Um, Right. Which is is a falsehood, and there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of psychological capitalism happening there, but...
0: But the other thing is that, like, I, I think... Like especially the Life and Times, which basically is sort of like Don Rosa found when he was like repenning and like working on the old Carl Barks. He'd 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 hear a phrase like Scrooge talks about um, working, you know, up in the Yukon um, and striking gold, and he writes this entire great story about like a twenty something Scrooge McDuck going up to the Yukon, panning for gold, and coming back down to like a a twisted mining town that is just run by like gang bosses and there's a part where he's like literally strapped to two to a uh steamboat like boiler and he like fights his way through an entire casino and it's just like, <laughs> great and it's like really good action like, like, like it's, it's got this great action this great fury and you can actually kind of see you know that that angry donald duck you can see the gem of like no the duck clan and the duck and the mcduck clan all come from like these like scrappy fighters of passion and heart and it's, it's really good um
2: i'll say i'm guessing that's you're saying that that's your start in comics
0: that is my that is my starting comics. That's, that's like one of the first comics, like uh, the Life of Times of Scrooge McDuck started coming out in '92. I was probably about like four or five at the time, mm. and like that and some like old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics and some other stuff. Like, but the Donald Duck comics yeah. were one of the first, like Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck comics. Um, the reprints in the '90s from like the '50s and '60s stuff is where I got my start in comics, and like it brings me back to being a kid. Also, Sonic um, Comics. I also was, like, a really big Archie oh, yeah, Sonic yeah.
2: Oh, dude, fan. Oh, dude, yeah, Archie Sonic. Um, I actually
0: own a couple of the... Ze- I own two of the Zero issues.
2: Ooh.
0: Um, including the introduction of Bunny Rabbit. uh, ooh. The, the the hottie cyborg that yeah. is forgotten in uh, forgotten in time, but not by me.
2: Um, not forgotten in time. There is a Twitter furry that uses <laughs> her uh, to dunk on shuds. Anyway, um... Uh, my start in comics because um, I, I do want to talk about this the first comic I ever read start to finish was someplace strange um, uh, it was it was my mom's book and she had left it at my grandmother's and I'd always go to my grandmother and stay there for like you know a week or two during the summer because mm-hmm. uh, my parents couldn't afford summer camp yeah. and uh, uh, I read that book over and over again for like every night for like a week I think one time and I and I, and I kind of just I was mostly just lost in the artwork. The story is unimportant in that book, but the artwork is incredible. Um, but if, if like what, in, what gave me a passion for comics. Um, um, excuse me. Um, I think the first comic book I had ever read from start to finish was Ultimate Spider-Man, the first Omnibus. Mm-hmm. Um, right after that Omnibus came out, I was given that, for Christmas and I fell in love with it because I'd love the movies. Cause when I was a kid, the Tobey Maguire movies were coming out. Um, but I think the book that cemented that cemented, like the reason I'm reading comic books today is because of bone mm. uh, bone is everything you've heard of. And more, uh, if you've ever heard of bone and ever heard how good it is, it is exactly as good as you've heard it. It's fantastic. Read Bone. Everyone should read Bone. It's so fucking good. It's it's beautiful. It's well-written. The designs of every single thing, not just characters, not just the vistas, not just the landscapes, not just the, the monsters, every single aspect of that book is beautifully, wonderfully crafted with a lot of charm and heart in it, and I think it is easily, like, one of, one of if not the best, like, series of comics ever written uh it's it's incredible everyone should read bone bone is amazing
0: you know i i think we're kind of like getting to the end of this because we've been going for pretty long even without some of the breaks that we've had um i think that's like a really good place to pin it but like i i really do gotta say i know that we don't get like any feedback from anything that we do but i i really enjoy talking comics i really enjoy talking animation um Again, so, like, if anybody's hearing this and you really like it, uh, I think Anna and I would definitely be down to do more of these. But we kind of, you know, we, we need a little incentive. So, you know... We're broke. <laughs> we're, we're broke. But also, like, hey, like... So, like I don't know, even even like I, I would take like if we got like a couple of messages or comments somewhere being like, hey, I want to hear more about like y'all's takes on comic books, I think that would be enough for us to maybe do um you know, a separate like forty-five minute like maybe every other week little yeah. like episode thing where we just talk more about comics or just like other stuff. And like, obviously we'll do more cool zones and stuff with Avery, but, uh, Avery just doesn't have the burning passion for comic books that we do.
2: Yeah. Um, a, like we both said, well, it, uh, uh, we love Avery. Uh, Avery, Avery grew up with, um, uh, Avery grew up with Naruto and magic, the gathering, uh, and just didn't have time for, uh, Comic books, I don't to,
0: think. To be fair, I also grew up with Naruto and Magic the Gathering. I'm just uh, a man of many uh, many talents and many uh, hobbies.
2: That's fair. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, comic books are kind of a niche thing. Well, incredibly niche. I mean, Jesus Christ, 30,000 books a month. They're incredible. Like, it, but month.
0: it's the weird thing that like, everybody is like, yeah, but I watch all the Marvel movies, and I'm like, well, you can still go fuck yourself.
2: Right. I... I That's for another topic of, like, the difference between books and movies, especially within comics. Um,
0: Yeah, like, that is a whole, like, thing. Um,
2: I have have a whole thing I want to talk, I I could talk about, like, um, the idea of, like, yeah, the difference between, like, books and movies, especially with that. Or, like, the idea of, um... oh shit, I just had it and it it left me. No, my brain is bad. Uh, don't don't worry work. about it. Like <laughs> like it'll happen.
0: Like the, the Well, I was you know, just, okay. I was
2: just saying the ideas I have of like, oh, like or like the most comic book thing that isn't a comic book. Um
0: sure. Or, 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 Honestly, like, if you want the most comic book thing that isn't a comic book, I uh, I, I I'll take every chance I can to recommend this, but Crank and Crank 2 High Voltage. Comic book movies where they don't have a comic book to go off of.
2: Yeah, uh, uh we could talk for hours about that. Cause I have a million things I could talk about. I'm looking at like my shelf and I'm looking at, I'm looking at Frankenstein. And <laughs> I'm just like looking at all this shit. And I'm like, this shit is comic books before comic books.
0: But like, isn't Frankenstein an agent of shield. Anyways. Uh, I've Jesus been your, <laughs> I, I, I've been your incredibly trolley host because I brought up that Frankenstein comic. Um, and you can find me at the underscore Yam King on Twitter uh anna where can we find you
2: uh i'm anna i've been your uh bone loving host uh uh you can find me at Annabel droid on twitter and uh avery has been your slime host you can find them at a very angry human on twitter i know they usually say that you can't find them it's impossible but you can find them
0: (laughs) yeah well now you can't find them because they've just sort of like uh seeded into the ground uh and are (laughs) attempting to recoagulate um, and you can always find the podcast at Conditional M on Twitter. And you can always email us at materials at gmail.com. Uh, that's been a podcast. And remember. Uh, it could always be worse. <laughs> um,
2: Hey, that's a podcast right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's like 15 minutes that i'll probably cut out from it and some other stuff yeah there
2: i think we got a little bit of rambly in the middle there
0: uh we got rambly in the middle but quite honestly like i don't necessarily feel bad we did put out a short episode last week so this is like a little bit to make up for that yeah um it's just every other week gonna be a short one and a long one ah <laughs> uh, who knows uh right. also they, they Avery left us to talk about comic books alone. What, like, what did you think was going to happen? We were going to keep Right? Yeah.
2: I mean, last well, night we were up until like almost, almost yeah. two in the morning.
3: <laughs> Just one of those days where every car is a cop car and every road I take, I go too far. Every time I try to ride it down, it sounds so overdramatic And every car is a cop car, and every road I take I go too far Every time I try to ride it down, it sounds so overdramatic
1: I'm sorry that I'm getting you down I'm sorry that I'm getting you down, dude But I used to not share it all So now I'm just sharing it all I'm sorry that I'm getting you down I'm sorry that I'm getting you down, dude I used to not share it all So now I'm just sharing Better than
3: yesterday, Jeb. What?